Greetings, humans. Simula78 sends its regards. It is time for the Squacklecast theme song, as sung by Caged Human A34. Hello, the Squacklecast. Thirty-ish episodes. Allow me more. Forever. This all has been a blast. Your mom loves the Squacklecast. Okay. So, all right, everything's working now. <laughs> I have to like re. I have to relearn everything every single, every single time we do this. Just make notes like... for yourself. Wouldn't that be easier? <laughs> well, because I I know what to do. It's just like if I make notes, it's just the same thing. Like I'm gonna still ha- I'm gonna forget something when I'm writing the notes. No, because we only do this like twice. <laughs> here, so it's gonna take you like the same thirty minutes to figure out. Um. Oh, by the way, we already started, so <laughs> I'm not, not, there's not even an intro or anything. Right. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, hey, hey, welcome to the Squacklecast. I'm uh, I'm Dave Poobond, and who are you? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but just start. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so it's been another six months since we did uh, the last podcast. What have we learned since then? Uh, I don't know what happened in the last podcast. Give us a recap. Yeah, it was a recap of the last two years. <laughs> so now we're going to do a recap of the last six months. <laughs> so, but it's not necessarily a reboot because it's we're more like a magazine, right? We're coming out like <laughs> like two times a quarter, and then you're like, oh, this is here again, because you forget. Like those uh, quarterly magazines, like you just randomly get them and like, oh, I forget I get this thing. But then you realize how important it is to your life because like you read a catalog it for like a that day. That's released once a year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we have we have lots of uh, interesting things to look at and then forget <laughs> about. By the way, how much are you going to have to pay the FCC to uh, not slow down the uh, squackle <laughs> sites? Um, <laughs> Remains to be seen. Okay. I think I'll get a package deal because I'm a, I'm already a subscriber to an internet service. I didn't cord cut. So maybe I'll get some slack. So all those uh, Squacko users won't be... Uh... I, don't, I don't think we're going to be impacted as much as uh, okay. people think, but uh, who knows? Yeah. Since uh, net neutrality is no longer a thing, well, I guess it hasn't actually happened yet, right? It's in like another actual six months before it happens. Six months or 60 days or whatever for that uh, congressional review or whatever? Well, just whenever, yeah, whatever the thing happens. Because actually the FCC, FCC isn't even enforcing it or not enforcing it anymore until a certain time next year. And then there's also the congressional review and then also legal challenges. So who knows how long it'll actually stay in effect, but there's a minimum. But it's just uh, rolling it back to pre twenty fifteen. Where yeah, it's just it's just pre twenty fifteen rules. So it's just basically allowing people to be scumbags, whether or not they are scumbags. About as opposed to um, not being able to be scumbags. As you yeah, exactly. So they were able to be scumbags for about two years, but now they are able to, and so most likely they will be. But they have to first plan on how to be scumbags. <laughs> So that also takes time because if they weren't really planning it, 
past couple years because they're so like, it's oh, just, maybe... it's just like uh, the podcast, right? It's been a while since they've tried to be scumbags, so they got to figure out yeah. during yeah, a brief like, period of time to six, catch up. And yeah, Six months between events. Exactly. <laughs> um, so... Hey, speaking of shit, how was uh, that Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the real topic of discussion today, I guess. Um, well, I watched... Should we talk about Justice League first? Because that was a thing, right? Or are I we mean, not I even guess... caring about Justice League anymore? Like, it's... I, I guess we could talk about Justice League. Just, just because as a, as a preface to Star Wars. Um... So Justice League, when I had first watched it, I thought every scene in that movie was shit. <laughs> and it, but the thing is, is, I laughed. I laughed a lot through the whole thing, and it wasn't really like boring per se. It was just kind of dumb and and just kind of bad. But um, that, that was my general opinion of Justice League. I didn't think it was like not worth watching, but it wasn't good. But was there a sort of redeeming quality of? Something of interest that uh, would have made it better? Or? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's anything that could have, could have redeemed it. Because um, they're saying uh, like a full hour was cut from the movie. Yeah, it, it did. It did feel like uh, one of those hodgepodge movies where basically multiple voices were involved with the um, direction of the movie. It didn't feel like Batman v Superman in that in that sense where. At least it felt like Batman v Superman had like one voice. Person, like uh, um, I don't know if that's really the the right analogy to make, but it's it felt like more of a, a coherent vision. Whether or not it made sense, that's a different story. At least it was like one person touching it all. In this case, it felt like two people. Hey, speaking of touching it all, how about that uh, Weinstein? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Is it too early for that topic? I don't know. Uh, did Weinstein get his had Weinstein had his way with uh, one of these movies, right? I, I guess so. I don't know. At this point, probably. He, he made <laughs> Justice League watch him take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it felt like. <laughs> yeah, he masturbated in front of uh, in front of Zack Snyder, I guess. I <laughs> Or just the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and scared well, away. Well, that's why huh? he left, right? That's the real reason why Zack Snyder yeah. left. He was, yeah. Scared off. But yeah, that's what it feel, felt like to me. It felt like uh, multiple voices involved in it, and you know, Joss Whedon reshot a lot of scenes. Um, they didn't have Zack Snyder reshooting it, so it didn't seem like any of the thing, any of the things that um, um, Josh Whedon allegedly reshot made it any better. It probably made it a little bit less like dreadful. I mean, was it at, at least but, um, more entertaining? Because I didn't, I wasn't particularly more or less entertained by anything that he it's hard to pick out done. what what was joss whedon what wasn't joss whedon i think well apparently um, the beginning uh with that rooftop batman sequence that was added by josh whedon okay and even that was reduced so it wasn't as overtly comedic because i guess it was supposed to be funnier mm-hmm. but um yeah i mean there's like a lot of unconformed reports and rumors that there was a lot of stuff reshot and added, and so I don't know. I don't know what's actually going on with the movie, but from what I read, if a lot of these reports were true, that that three-hour cut 
that Zack Snyder may or may not have shown the studio sounded better than the two-hour version that we got in theaters. Yeah, and um, whatever, like we had talked about this previously, and it's like uh, just a whole lot of other things that I had never heard of because I'm definitely like very low on the knowledge totem pole of DC. Um, I mean, what, comics, but what were you the only thing use? I know is about is basically Super Friends. So <laughs> that's what I watched a lot on uh, on TV. But um, what you had mentioned, like all the things that they had cut, sounded like a completely different movie. Sounded like three movies in one, and maybe it sounded even more interesting in a way. But um, I don't know. It, it could have been better. Could have been worse. For all I know, or maybe it was too long for me to care. But okay, so moving from there, as far as being too long, what about uh, Star Wars: The uh, Last Avenger? Because um, that was two and a half hours, and from what we yeah. discussed previously, I mean, it could have been twenty minutes shorter. I think it could have been like forty-five minutes shorter, because there's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot of stupid things going on in that movie, and they could have cut a lot of it, and they could have. Um, reduce the amount of new characters they introduced for no reason. Um, particularly, so what's the biggest, biggest problem? Uh, the biggest problem was that they didn't develop any of the relationships they established in the first movie. Like, uh, there are no dynamics at which uh, you could have said they built upon the first movie. They just try to do all these new things. Like, it could have been the first movie in this trilogy, for all we know. Um, so the, the relationship between um, because I know they didn't do anything with Ray and Poe because they were separate for like ninety nine percent. Well, Ray and Finn were separate. Oh yeah, Ray and Finn, but Poe never met Poe her, and, which is fine because they don't actually know each other. But that's far, like Poe. Like I would have wanted to see either Finn or Ray or Finn or po, Finn and Poe develop their relationship, but Finn was relegated to basically a support character. Whereas in the first movie, he was a co-lead. Um, but it was like, okay, well, what happened to him being a, a lead? Like, it, he just became a support character, and, and his whole side story was basically uh, useless. <laughs> like, uh, which is the, the whole casino scene that everyone's, like, complaining about. I actually think the casino scene was fine. It's just that the movie had to be more of that, rather than the slow-motion... Uh, <laughs> space chase scene and for two and a half hours like it made no sense there's a Battlestar Galactica thing going on and then they're like oh we can't communicate with anyone but let's actually send some people to the casino and uh, find a code breaker like why did you send someone to the casino to communicate with their allies like, <laughs> like why did they need a code breaker to, to pack into the whatever like I don't understand anything that was going on in this movie. Everything was just was just stupid. I would and, have just done away with the whole space Mar-a-Lago thing. Like you don't even need. Like there was I no mean, point in going there. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was no point in going there. But I would have been fine with more of that as the movie instead of it being the the space station chase. Why would scene, you want whatever. more of that though? It doesn't serve because any it was actually like interesting sort it of. It doesn't even exciting. do anything for the characters because it's not even developing. Well, I understand that because they had the stupid character Rose in there. So if <laughs> so if they had gotten rid of her completely and had it be Poe and Finn at the casino doing all this like stuff, it would have been more definitely way more exciting, more interesting because they're actually developing a relationship between these two characters that we actually liked from the first movie. 
but then they had they had the whole reason for them going to the casino made no sense and it was stupid, right? So that's why it feels like it's unneeded and unnecessary. But I would have liked the whole movie to be more of that rather than it being the boring chase scene in space, which is a Battlestar Galactica episode. What about um, all the stuff with Luke? I was okay, more or less, with it. It was just that some of it was really kind of dumb. <laughs> Again, like a lot of the things that were happening in this movie were dumb. I, I had no, I had no real problem with him being like uh, a crotchety old man, but uh, the humor that they were trying to go for in the movie undercut a lot of the things that they were going for, or at least undercut a lot of the serious moments. Like him throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder was like the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like it was thirty fucking years since we've seen Luke Skywalker on this on the movie screen, and then what? Do, what does he do with the lightsaber? He just throws it like it's like a I don't know, like a joke or whatever. It, it's like it does play up be... like a joke because a lot of people <laughs> reacted it's, as if it were. I mean, it was funny, but it's it's not what I'm looking for <laughs> from a Luke Skywalker. He's not he's not Han Solo. He's Luke Skywalker, right? Would you agree <laughs> with? Uh, Mark Hamill, who seems to be distancing himself from the movie and <laughs> the betrayal of his character, because there's a lot of interviews coming out mm-hmm. where he's basically telling people like, "This isn't my Luke Skywalker." That's basically quote for quote at that point, where he's saying he had a lot of reservations and disputes with Ryan Johnson, who you know wrote and directed the film, that Luke would never do the things that he did in this movie. Yeah. I, I probably would agree with that. I haven't actually seen the interviews that he did, but I would agree it didn't feel like Luke Skywalker, per se, but I'm okay with, with them taking him in the crotchety old man direction, I suppose. But it's just a lot of the, the serious moments that were supposed to be in the movie, or at least that are in the movie, are undercut by their stupid jokes. Mm-hmm. They try to make it more like Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever. And, but it's Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars is already established. They don't need to like copy Marvel movies or whatever. Like you're like you're saying. Also, it felt like like, uh, like DC had made a Star Wars movie. <laughs> so, and that's your that's your analogy. I give you credit for that. But it's like going back to Justice League. It's like the jokes and stuff that they do in Justice League to try and make it more like Marvel, all land flat or just seen as really stupid or undercut what's going on. And they try to do the same thing in Star Wars. And it's like these people don't understand what movie they're making they're making a star wars movie they're not making a guardians of the galaxy movie you want to make guardians of the galaxy go make a guardians of the galaxy movie right because marvel and lucasfilm are now under the same umbrella as disney you think there's some sort of like creative um connection between marvel and um uh i wouldn't go so that don't go that far i think that maybe there's uh creative competition of sorts maybe like they're trying oh marvel's really successful so we better copy something that they're doing just to make sure we're not falling behind kind of thing because well i mean i mean there is um there is a connection between pixar and um disney animation where they are sort of collaborating together well disney animation is like a subsidiary of uh Pixar essentially now, like it's yeah, under but, their direction. But with this Lucasfilm story group that they developed to continue on these new franchises under Lucasfilm, specifically with the Star Wars stuff, you don't think they're like bringing in Marvel people? 
to help I don't Neo. Think, I don't think so. Like, I think they're trying to live up to it, mm-hmm. but uh, they're not trying to make their own thing. I think they're trying to uh, mimic rather than uh, try to develop their own like way of doing things. But um, I mean, I guess the what they did do differently than what what you could say Marvel usually does is that they had a director who had a vision for a movie and didn't and let him kind of like do whatever as long as he kind of like stayed with their basic story points. So I mean, I guess that's that's admirable in a certain way, but at the same time, it it's not like what you're looking for in a Star Wars movie. Because so you said it was it's... admirable in a way. So do you like the direction it's going or? No. Uh, no, but uh, it's not because of that. It's because of I think Ryan Johnson. Because I don't, I don't know. I've never seen any of his other movies, but it doesn't feel like he's a very good director. Because Star Wars: The Last Jedi ended up being like a really messy execution of whatever it is he decided he wanted to do, and it was full of stupid things, full of like jokes that undercut the series points. These are all like directional issues it's not necessarily but the, you're saying i mean going back to whatever i mean going back to justice league i mean you we were talking about you know too many cooks in the kitchen too many hands yeah. being involved is that the case with this one where I, he's just I, not it's being what able... it feels like it was what it feels like because they had the colin trevorrow guy at some point right doing this and so they must have had some sort of uh development at that point and then ryan johnson comes in and uh redevelops it or uses what they're well, colin was doing colin was doing a third the uh, third installment of this new trilogy. That's when he was let go, and Abrams was brought back in to finish it. Okay, well, I, I, don't, know was... on, I don't know what was going on with The Last <laughs> Jedi then. I, th- I thought that was the same movie, but it felt it felt like too many voices. At the same, it, it, had, it had a Justice League-like qu- quality to it, mm-hmm. where there are multiple visions, multiple things going on, even though it says written and directed by Ryan Johnson. But I, th- I feel like there's maybe too many cooks and or maybe he's just a really bad director. So so it's hard for me to make that um, determination because I don't have all the facts and I don't think that's ever really going to be known because they're never going to make a documentary on Star Wars that, that uh, says it's bad or whatever. So it's hard to to know what was actually going on and how these things like developed. But it feels like too many cooks in the kitchen on this movie as well because it had a very Justice League quite like quality with so many different storylines going on. So many B, they're all B plots, and then and the A plot felt like a B plot. So it didn't really feel. But what will you coherent. qualify as the A plot? Is it the well? The A plot was the uh, the space the space chase. Mm-hmm. That was the A plot, right? And then okay. all the different side stories that were happening were because of it. So those were all B plots. But the A plot felt like a B plot because you're barely doing anything. There. And then all the things that were actually happening there felt like stupid things that were happening. And so there were B-plots for Poe because he had nothing to do. So let's, okay, let's have him do a mutiny. <laughs> so it's like, okay. And then Finn, oh, he has nothing to do because he's not a commander or whatever. So let's have him chase after Rey. Okay, let's have him do uh, whatever. Like, he has nothing to do with bearing of anything. And then Rey, let's have her go do a B-plot B with, uh, with Luke Skywalker. And then she comes back and then uh, saves the day. And it's like, okay, she so all these, all these B-plots kind of feed back into that A-plot, but that A-plot still feels like a B-plot. So it's like, at that point, it's like, I don't know really what I'm supposed to be really paying attention to. I suppose you can make a case for the Luke Skywalker stuff being the A-plot, but it didn't really feel like it, because it felt like a B-plot. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't so, <clears throat> as much focus on that. 
and whatever they were trying to develop with the Luke Skywalker stuff and him leaving it, it, it was all pretty weak and not w- w- well executed, especially in comparison with Ray, who's essentially following the same footsteps as Luke was in the original trilogy in redeeming for whatever reason, trying to redeem Kylo Ren, right? I mean, I guess so. Because it's obviously they're trying to do a lot of uh, references to Empire in this movie. But um, because they had some... Well, this is... uh, I mean, we talk about The Force Awakens being just another rehash of A New Hope. This is basically a rehash of Empire, but not just a giant mess. (laughs) It's, It's... it is, but it isn't. It's, it feels like they're trying to put in references, but since everything is badly executed, it's hard to sift through the madness to figure out what is actually supposed to be the Empire Strikes Back parts of well, this I'd movie. I'd say all of it is the Empire, because the whole thing with, um, what was it, Han and Leia trying to escape the Empire and all that stuff, that's basically replaced with, um, what, Finn and Rose? trying to find a code breaker or whatever and and all the other stuff with the empire chasing down the rebels that's basically what the same thing happening here just mm-hmm. in a slow motion chase and then you have ray who's a stand-in for luke at this point trying to further her training but now you have this you know added complication of luke being um you know grand torino get off my lawn <laughs> 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 get off my planet right? <laughs> like like at least Yoda knew what he was up for right like he he knew his role I don't know what the motivation was for having Luke on this planet disconnected from the force <laughs> you know it's like he's not even doing anything to really redeem himself in the first place let alone find a way to redeem Ben or anything else or his actions against Ben, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's all just very muddled down, and you're not really sure what to expect other, other than this vague theme of uh, um, hero worship and the fake news of, like, what, the, the Jedis and what's been accomplished in the previous films. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it, I don't know. I mean, there are moments where <clears throat> they keep saying it very bluntly even with Ren where you know let the past die and all that stuff but it's so vaguely developed and poorly executed that it's not even worth it at this point yeah it's there's a lot of issues so it's it's hard to really parse through it and really analyze it unless you have the movie in front of you and say okay I had an issue with this I had an issue with that this ties into this this ties into that because there's so many things that are wrong with it so many things that or like basically, it's like a shotgun spread of like like awful things across the whole movie. But is any of that bad, or is just too much to manage in one movie? I, um, I think it was too much to manage, and it didn't develop correctly, and so it becomes a muddled mess and becomes kind of boring because they're setting up a lot of stuff that had no payoff. And so, so in respect to that, I mean, are there interesting things in Justice League that are worth it that could be managed, or? Developing another um, film, or well, the, you, would well, you just have to start from scratch? Well, the MacGuffins being put together, and then, and then the <laughs> Superman becoming an asshole. <laughs> I mean, those were the redeeming qualities of that, of that movie. Why is Superman an asshole in this one? <laughs> <laughs> He's always an asshole. So it's like, <laughs> but at least it was like fun 
seeing him be an asshole a little bit. Sphincter of steel. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, Justice League has the same issue. It had it was basically a muddled mess. A lot of different story points, a lot of different things that weren't developed correctly. I mean, both of these movies have a lot more in common than I think most people will like uh, kind of think like right off the bat. So it's just a lot of things going on that didn't really make much sense and that didn't really develop correctly or connect to each other. Uh, but at least with Justice League, things paid off at the end. And you kind of feel like, okay, I know where this is, might be going now. But um, Star Wars ends up like basically right where they began. Like Finn is looking over Rose, like passed out in the bed for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know why she's speaking of passed out in the bed. How about that, Harvey? <laughs> how about the what? Harvey Weinstein. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, like, it's so many things are just like lacking in the last Jedi that I wanted out of, out of the sequel to the force awakens. This feels like a third movie or a fourth movie. It didn't feel like a movie that should have followed up the force awakens. I feel like well, I this should've... probably should have been forest awakens essentially either this or a mixture of this and force awakens. Like, like this should have been distancing itself from all the old stuff, all yeah. the Lucas stuff and then moving on from there. But I don't know. They, they, I mean, you're looking at halfway through this trilogy, and this is where they begin. <laughs> so it's like, it's like a it's like a reboot of the whole trilogy in the middle of the trilogy. Yeah, sort of. It it feels like okay, well, well, the Force Awakens, the movie you kind of like last year, the things that we kind of like floated, like who's Snoke, who's raised parents. None of that really matters. We're just gonna say okay, fuck it, and just restart again from scratch, and. Uh, because we didn't really, we weren't really thinking ahead the last the last uh, movie because J.J. Abrams like uh, checked out. By the way, fuck J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking ruined Star Trek. Comes about comes around to ruin Star Wars, which I'm not really as pissed off at him for that, but I'm still pissed. And it's like he he does these one off movies that are pretty good, setting it up for the future. Then he gives it over to some asshole director or director team like in Star Trek Into Darkness. Well, didn't he still do that one? What? Into Darkness, he did that one. No, he didn't direct that one. Yeah, he did. It was Orsi and whatever. No, they wrote the movie. I'm pretty sure he didn't direct that one. Let me look this up. He produced and directed the movie. <laughs> fuck him then. No, fuck, just fuck him. I will, <laughs> fuck J.J. Abrams, man. He fucking ruined Star Trek. He fucking ruined Star Wars. He gives it over to some assholes to write and or direct. And he just like ruins everything. He ruined, he ruined Star Trek, the movies. He ruined Star Wars, the movies. It's just... like, And then he comes back and he's going to be like, okay, he'll make a good movie again. But it's like, why didn't you fucking make the good movie... For the number two, why are you making number three? The like you're gonna wreck on everything in number two. Uh, well, he definitely is overrated. I don't know. I mean, it's it's I don't know. It's tough to defend him at this point. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's gonna come. Like whatever the third Star Wars is, he's gonna come back and wreck on everything that happened in the Last Jedi. Like he's gonna say, "Oh, actually, Ray, your parents were this, and actually, Snoke is this guy." Snoke was your dad, or something like that. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like he doesn't even fucking. Like, uh, think ahead. He doesn't do any sh- anything, and he ruins these, like, franchises. Like, it could have been better, 
but it wasn't. But, he, but, but it wasn't. <laughs> and he just gives it over to some asshole to do something. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what people expect from Star Wars at this point. It's like, they were all just kids' films. I, I guess Lucas had it right. Like, they're just kids' movies. And uh, I don't know. I mean, they're trying to make it more, what, mature and sophisticated. I mean, I guess. I mean, but it's not, not working really... out, man. It's not... Yeah. <laughs> you when can't I'm make Star Wars, Wars. I'm not really looking for, like, life lessons like I am with Star Trek. Like, I just want to go and have fun, have an adventure. Like, like things are happening and, like, oh, lightsabers and guns and stuff like that. Now they're doing, like, this war hero movie, World War Two shit. <laughs> and then, but that was uh, what they were doing with Rogue One, and that didn't work out that well. Yeah, and I wasn't really a fan of Rogue One either, but at least Rogue One was, like, I don't know, had a, had a beginning, middle, and end. And it didn't have all these like side questy sort of B plots. It was more focused. It. Yeah, it was way more focused because they had less to work with. So, so they were like, okay, well, there's this one story. Okay, well, okay, there was this, this, and that. So they didn't, they didn't like want to go and say, okay, this happens and then this happens and then this doesn't work out and all this doesn't work out. So basically, all the B plots in the Last Jedi don't work out, and so it's like, okay, why do we have any of those plots? Because nothing works out. Which is fine, I guess, that that's the... Because the people are saying, oh, failure is the uh, theme of the movie. Well, it's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> if failure is the theme of the movie, then do something better with that. Don't have these fucking, like, stupid, like, uh, two-and-a-half-hour slow-motion chase scenes in space. Just have people being blown out of the air and be like, okay, well, why don't you do something more exciting, more interesting? I like how, uh, like, Poe and Finn just fucked up really bad. <laughs> with their whole plot and just yeah. sabotage the escape that they had planned all together. But they were just so nonchalant about it. Like, Oh, it's, you know, Poe. <laughs> well, whatever. Like we, we failed, but okay, well, whatever. Yeah. It's like, it, it doesn't it, actually matter to them that they failed. Like they're just, uh, it's not even failing. It, it's like he, he, he created a mutiny and he killed off what most of their fleet. Basically. Right, because he destroyed all the bombers with that beginning, and then yeah. again with all the escape ships, there were like thirty ships, and then only like, what six made it back because of uh, that poor. Yeah, we gotta uh, get the dreadnought because <laughs> they don't have another big fucking spaceship that's gonna chase after us in two minutes. By the way, the first order has like unlimited resources, and this Snoke guy like somehow is able to build like these huge uh, resources or whatever, and he gets like no acknowledgement as to who he is. Like, how did he build up such a huge fucking force out of nothing? I don't get why they need even to make a Star Killer base to blow up a galaxy when they just had a bunch of dreadnoughts. Like, what was. Like, wouldn't you just use a dreadnought? Yeah, they should just. Because obviously, this movie. Also, another thing, this movie takes place less than a week after The Force Awakens. Like, like it happens. Like, all the Ray stuff actually probably happens way before the, the slow motion chase scene in space. It's like going back and forth between those different places, but I think all the race stuff happened right before because they say like, "Oh, this is happening within eighteen hours or thirty-six hours or something like that." So, how and much so training they, did Ray actually get? Like two days worth? Or yeah, what? I have no idea. It seems like she was there for like a month or something. Like I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like how, when things happen and how they occur. Well, how long or, was how long was uh, Finn in that? Uh, it was less than twelve hours. Recently. They said that in the movie, or what? Yeah, it was like, we have 18 hours left. What are we going to do? Oh, and the recovery suit, I don't know. But like when they're going to the casino, they had, they're like, we have 18 hours before 
we're out of out of gas or whatever. And so well, then, I, and the, I wouldn't base it on the casino on the Mar-a-Lago thing, but I would. I mean, how long was he in the suit? Because it seemed like he could have been in that suit for months, right? Well, it was less than a week because we know for sure, like they're being chased after after the Force Awakens. I don't remember what right? I remember. <laughs> Who gives a know. shit at this point? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was such a it was a low amount of time in which uh, maybe it was a month. I don't know. It was it was like it felt like a week or two weeks since the in the events of the Force Awakens because they're being chased away from the Star Killer, and then they're being chased through Lightspeed. I'm going mean, to have to was... rewatch it because I don't know what actually happened. Because I, I, didn't they land on the planet? They were on the planet, right? And they made it out of the... They were out of the uh, base, right? It's 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 really hard to... Because, like, yeah, they got off the Starkiller. Finn was knocked out. And then he's in the, in the spaceship for whatever amount of time. So, I mean, is it possible he was there for a year? I don't think so. Like, it has to be, like, a month at most. Like, I think it was, like, two weeks, a week something along those lines. But it happens like directly after The Force Awakens because Kylo Ren and the general guy are chasing after them because they destroyed the, the Starkiller thing. So it must have been a certain amount of time after because he's still repairing his injuries or whatever on his face. So I don't know how long those things take to, to heal in the future but or in this <laughs> galaxy. But it seems like it's within a certain amount of time because time, if they can fix it that fast like every single day... It seems like, okay, within a week or two weeks. All right, so what about everyone's fan theories or whatever they're uh, speculating online? Dude, the fucking fan theories are fucking <laughs> bullshit. Man, for the past, like, three years, we've been talking about, like, oh, Finn's parents are... Oh, not Finn's parents. Uh, Ray's parents are... Uh, well, are there are also people or, saying that Finn's parents is are Mace Windu, right? <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> are you serious? I, I'm I'm pretty sure I've read that somewhere or heard it somewhere. He's the only black guy in in, in the Star yeah. Wars movie, so he must be uh, Finn's like dad. he's either Mace Windu's uh, kid or he's um, Lando Calrissian's kid. <laughs> <laughs> like how many other black people are there in space? I don't remember. I don't know, like three. <laughs> Orange Fishborns from Event Horizon or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he got he got put into the portal of hell. They see it comes out in Star Wars Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, like like I heard like someone was talking about how uh, Ray could be Palpatine's daughter. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I guess that would be okay, but it's like, when did Palpatine have have time to fuck some bitches? <laughs> I don't know, man. He's got a lot of time. With him. <laughs> he's, using, he's using the force lightning to impregnate people. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's a Harvey Weinstein of the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like basically, I think everyone's just is just force babies at this point. I don't think there's there is any actual like sex in this in this universe. It's like um demolition man. They just have VR. Yeah, they they don't have penises. Yeah, they, they don't have break. vaginas. Well, they might have a hole, but not a vagina. What? Because <laughs> it has to come from somewhere. So I think the force, the force just impregnates everyone, at least all the humans, and then that's how they reproduce. And I think that's where Ray, the Ray is a, a force baby, just like uh, Darth Vader. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah there it's you the go. Same right? thing. Exactly. Yeah. She's like the, she's the female Jesus, and I yeah. think people are are uh, 
getting confused because they think that Ray actually has parents. So Obi Wan is secretly Jesus. That's what you're saying, right? They all make Kylo, sense now. And Kylo somehow knows that her parents are junkers or whatever, but I don't think he knows anything. But that's and, the Force connection, right? I mean, it's not impossible. She's even saying she's he's he's right, right, in that movie. Unless she's totally being manipulated by him, I don't know. Fuck if I know. <laughs> like all this is gonna be reckless. But she was agreeing movie. with him in the movie. None of this will matter. None of this <laughs> matters at all, even now. <laughs> like that's the whole point of the whole movie. <laughs> so it's like it doesn't matter who her parents are because well, nobody. it feels like that's where the direction of the movie was going. At least like some another vague theme that it doesn't matter who you are or your lineage. Like you can have connection with the force and you can make yeah, a difference. And it's fine if they do that because a lot of people like don't exactly aren't a fan of the the bloodline thing, which I'm not particularly fond of either. But at the same time, it's like if you're going to be floating the idea that her parents matter, then maybe you should say something like that. If it, if you're going to just have a one-line throwaway saying, oh, your parents didn't matter, after two and a half years of speculation and also like the whole movie, being oh, The Force Awakens being an important part of knowing who, who her parents are, it's like, like, what was the point of her touching the lightsaber and then her having visions of things? Build her connection to the force. I don't know. I mean, it's why is it? Why is it connected through the lightsaber? What the fuck does the well, lightsaber it's, have it's to do like with the It's like a relic. A relic of what? Of Jedi. <laughs> it's a Jedi. How uh, does the force know that? Because it's all connected what? together. It's the force. It's everything that's the lightsabers tied are separated from the force in that, in so far that it's a crystal. Yeah, like, there's a the crystal still in there. The crystal's still in there, right? It's still. I mean, I guess so, but it's like, why did why did she hear those particular voices? Why does it matter? I don't know, man. Ask G. Abrams. (laughs) It matters because we're trying to figure out who her parents are, and she hears all these things or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, my parents, my so it's like all that kind of stuff." I don't know. And then they had uh, Maz in it. Speaking of the Force Awakens, they had Maz in there for like two minutes on the on the screen because they had to have. Because they had to have her come back for some reason. And then she was like in a more entertaining movie than what we were getting. Like she was like, oh, it's the Union Wars or whatever. It's like, be a spinoff. Like, yeah. And she's like on a jetpack and she's like shooting things and whatever. I was like, I want to see that movie. What the hell is going on there? Like we're on a stupid fucking spaceship being chased down and they're just like shooting things. It's going to be um, a 24 minute short before uh, the Han Solo movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was Maz doing in the last movie? I guess that's what they should be doing now, right? Just like these short movies. <laughs> well, that's what it kind of feels like too. It's like it feels like it feels like there's like three or four Netflix episodes crammed together, and that's what you have for the Last Jedi. Yeah, because it's like all these B plots or whatever, and then uh, shirtless Kylo Ren was also an awkward sort of thing. His high waist pants. Yeah. I felt I felt like he was shirtless half the time. Because <laughs> that, that I think you're just imagining so him shirtless half the time. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I think maybe I couldn't get it, get the vision out of my head once I saw him shirtless. It's like the whole <laughs> sexy Flanders thing from The Simpsons where Homer was just imagining <laughs> sexy Flanders. And then, like, commu- then communicating through the Force and like that, and that uh, scene going back and forth. I, get, I think that was like the only kind of interesting part of the It's of such the an odd development because that was something that materialized as, um, as something you could do with the Force. Like, you'd, I don't remember... Remember that happening? Supposedly, it did. I don't. I don't particularly remember it either. 
but uh but not to the same effect i mean they were no, and, and there was no basically touching each other and seeing their environments yeah. i mean i don't know it was just kind of strange i mean i mean i would buy the telepathy of it but i don't know i mean you're bringing in physical objects with the force and creating holograms and yeah yeah it's it's a lot to take <laughs> it's it's not something that's really established in the lore or in the other movies so it's hard to just accept on face value because they need to build it up or they need to establish some sort of rules they don't have any rules for the force anymore because like yoda oh, that's a whole another thing yoda come out of nowhere all of a sudden he's like able to manipulate the lightning and burn trees down even though he's a fucking force ghost and now, like, why, why doesn't all the Jedi just turn into Force Ghosts and become gods? Like, he can just teleport anywhere, any planet he wants. He was on Dagobah when he died, right? And he was, they are burning his body there. So how does he get to travel across the universe? Well, he was a Force... Obi-Wan was a Force Ghost, too, and he appeared on Dagobah. Right. But, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why... Did, why wasn't Obi-Wan in this movie then? Why wasn't uh, Darth Vader in this movie? What what are they doing? They're just like fucking like jerking it or they're having sex in the back room as Force Ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I mean you like really jumped there, man. <laughs> <laughs> like they're doing some Harvey Weinstein shit. <laughs> like like Yoda's like, okay, I'm gonna take a break, guys. I sucked enough cock for today. <laughs> I'm gonna go see what's up to you, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go burn a tree and say random shit to Luke. <laughs> and by the way, Yoda looked awful. Fucking, like, they used, like, the puppet, I guess. And it wasn't even, like, the... It looked like a bad puppet. It wasn't even, like, the real puppet. Or, like, a, a similar puppet. puppet. It was a shit puppet. And they didn't even, they didn't even like... I guess they somehow enhanced the CG or made it glow or something like that. And then, uh... They didn't even use the model from the prequels, which was actually acceptable to me. Like it wasn't I'm assuming that's because that's how Yoda died. That's a puppet-looking thing. So that's what they were going with, right? Yeah, but I mean, Darth Vader turns into Anakin Skywalker at the end, right? He turns into Hayden Well, Christian. that's a George Lucas thing. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> well, it's canon now, buddy. <laughs> but at this point, they should just bring back George Lucas, right? Yeah, I think uh, at, least, at least if George Lucas was involved, it would give some legitimacy to it. Well, that's another now, thing Mark Hamill was saying. He was a bit disappointed that they weren't taking any of his advice. Because it, it feels just like just fan films at this point. Doesn't it feel like an... Like an well, like that's an essentially author. what it is. These are all just fans of the original trilogy making their own versions of Star Wars. Yeah, and and I don't even know if J.J. Abrams is very much a, an authority on it. At least he made like a good-ish movie. Like, so I can kind well, of He just made like, a rip-off of... Yeah, he made a ripoff basically, but he made a good ripoff. So I, I, I could I could feel like he has some sort of legitimacy there, but I feel like there's no one who was originally involved with the Star Wars movies has much to do with these. So it doesn't feel legitimate to me. It feels just like ripoffs or fakes or fan films. Like I guess they're good fan films if you're taking it like in that in that direction, but they're not really good movies. <laughs> I'm just gonna go on a limb and say like this is the most subversive Star Wars movie. Like a part of me wants to hail it as great because it just angers so many Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> like it can't possibly be bad because of so many people hating it, right? Like, like it has well, to I mean, have. There, there's so many Star Wars fans yeah, who are saying it's like the best movie ever or the best Star Wars movie. I'm like, I don't even understand how that how that can be true. It's just. 
it's definitely the strangest one. I don't think it's even as strange as the prequels are if you're taking it, taking a look at it from like a like a collective. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the older I get and the more movies I watch, it's like it's like reassessing Star Wars as a whole. Like it's it's going lower, <laughs> like, right? Even the, all the original stuff, it's it's not as good as you're going to remember it, or it, or as it should be. And so you're kind of just setting the bar low <laughs> when you're saying it's the best Star Wars ever, because none of the other movies were that great outside of Empire, which is pretty good, and in the first one, A uh, New Hope, that was pretty good, I guess. I mean, the first half of the movie was just kind of boring a new hope so the only really good one was probably empire and then the rest was yeah. whatever. well return had like half a good movie and the other half was stupid as fuck <laughs> like all the stuff with luke and darth vader was fine it was good and then it felt, it felt like two different movies and the same thing and they had to give leia and han solo something to do so that's why they had all the ewok shit oh whatever I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like like after this one, I'm I'm not in the same. I'm you're the same boat out. like a lot of people. Like I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm burned out. I'll say I won't have any interest in watching them in theaters anymore at this point. <laughs> um, I'd say this like going into the movie, or at least um, the hype surrounding it. I was more interested in watching um, Shape of Water. Yeah, I want to see. Yeah, that that sounds. Shape of Water was more interesting um, and more anticipated. Even the um, Tanya Harding biopic with Margot Robbie, I Tanya, that was more interesting. Um, Even Lady Bird that came out uh, what last month was getting all great reviews and stuff like that. That was more interesting. Um, So I don't know, man. If if you want to like be disappointed and go ahead and watch like a two and a half hour Star Wars movie, then go. Well, let me just say now that there are a lot of better films out there that, to watch. Yeah, it's really just, it really comes down to the fandom, people who really like Star Wars, and so they want to see more things, and they don't necessarily yeah, care yeah. if it's good or not. Six they just want to see things. Six movies were fine, man. I don't know. <laughs> There's no need to expand on the story, right? And the prequels are laughably, laughably bad. Like There are a lot of like corny things in it, but at least... To me, it felt like Star Wars, even though it was consistent it was awful. being Star Wars. Yeah, it was consistent with within itself as the prequels, and also as it felt like an actual Star Wars movie because George Lucas somehow legitimized it by being involved with it, even though you know there's all the problems they have with it. They're not good movies by any stretch, and people were trying to come back and say they're, that they're good movies still are stupid, but. The prequels are better than this, the Last Jedi and probably the Force Awakens at this point. At this point, because me liking the Force Awakens was contingent on this movie doing good, and this movie was not good, so I don't really care about the Force Awakens. And I probably had way more fun watching the prequels than I will of any other future Star Wars movie. Okay, so before we end the <clears throat> end things for uh, the year as far as podcasts go, <laughs> like we're not going to do another one this year. <laughs> I can well, guarantee that. We can do one in uh, June. <laughs> Give it another six months. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just wait until the Han Solo one, and then we get something to shit on, right? Like that's. Well, there's um yeah, there's the Han Solo one, and I can't even imagine how bad that's 
the movie because <laughs> they already changed the director. They already had to give acting lessons to the actor. What about Infinity Wars? That's coming out one May. I mean, we can shit yeah, on that later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything else to shit on before we uh, take <laughs> off for the year? Let's do a preview of the, <laughs> the next year. Um, I think yeah, I think Infinity War actually seems pretty good looking. I don't. I hope it's not as bad as Avengers two. Mm. Um, Aven- Avengers two. I'm. I'm a little bit less hard on now because um speaking of less hard on how about that harvey White? <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for you to, <laughs> to interject there uh yeah it's a little bit less awful now for me because now that it's on like tv now randomly it's easy to pay attention to the good parts and then not pay attention to the bad parts i think you and just so, set the for all the marvel movies and just buy them as comedies and it's fine like that's yeah, that's all you're gonna really expect at this point. I know. I don't expect much from uh, the Marvel Studios stuff, but I mean, they did what merge with Fox or whatever. So, well, they will. It's gonna be in a year. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, that is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because I'm expecting a lot less comic book adaptations at this point, right? Because they I don't think, have the resources. Well, to- I think total number of movies will go down. But uh, I think there will be, I don't know, I, I liked it when X-Men were separated from, from the rest of the Marvel stuff, because it just gets really messy, because it's like, okay, well, all this stuff is happening with the superheroes, why are they so unique when there's all these X-Men and like everyone, like normal people are evolving or whatever. Well, so after the Infinity War stuff, I mean, they could probably just gear up for Avengers versus X-Men. Which the comic itself, I wasn't a big fan of anyway. But yeah, I mean, I guess they could do that. But I think uh, the Avengers are all going to retire after this. Well, I think you're going to bring in new ones, aren't they? I mean, or recast. That's something I, that's been floating around for a while. That they. I feel recast. like it's going to just be the new Avengers or whatever that line of comic books are. So, whatever it is, it's going to be Spider Man is going to be the lead Avenger, and then all the new Avengers like Wolverine and stuff like that. The the recast. So they're going to bring in Ray. Uh, they're gonna bring in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might as well because like Star Wars is doing uh, Marvel comic books, right? You're gonna bring in uh, Elsa from Frozen, and then um, who else is there? Who else can they bring in? Um, Little Mermaid, <laughs> <laughs> Aqua Lady, <laughs> Ginger Fish, yeah, <laughs> Ginger Fish. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's uh, Merry Christmas to everyone, or one person listening. I don't know. Does anyone even listen either. to these anymore? I don't know. It'll be a Christmas <laughs> miracle when we get like twenty downloads. <laughs> well, um, you know, like I'll post it on the social media, and you know how many people we got following on the Facebook. It's like a hundred, right. and then uh, you know, like share it across uh, the Twitter, and then on the LinkedIn, <laughs> and then <In> um, space. <laughs> And then on the MySpace, and then, you know, just... Few cities, uh, yeah. The Friendster, and then the Tinder. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. See you. All right, see you. Yeah.